And I live an unapologetic life. Living authentically with yourself and unapologetic. Faith in humanity. Unapologetic. Apologetic. Hey, Jay. Hey. What up, hey. what up, though? How you doing? You know, I'm keeping on. Keeping you look, on. You're looking good. You're looking real good. Yeah, I bet we came on and I was like, I think I look kind of greasy because I just, I came out of the gym and I go, I, I put the oil on after, so, you know. Oh, you got the glow. You got that glow, girl. <laughs> no, I like, I like your look, too. You, you're looking good. Blue, girl. and you, you look like you're ready to work somewhere. Yo, when I tell you, I feel like, okay, I'm not even going to be racist right now because I was about to say some ignorant shit, but <laughs> I have been cleaning <laughs> in here, going ham, because as you know, the, the girls are graduating on Thursday. Yay, my two daughters. And family is coming in tonight, so trying to have the space spick and span, you know, the whole nine, I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You, so is in your household, are you like the primary cleaner and no. shit together or? No, no. Let's say that's my husband. Um, okay. And you know, his back was out, so I'm like taking on new responsibilities. Oh, so this is like you're, you're learning on the job, basically. I mean, I know how to do it, I just don't like to. Thankfully, Jade has been a tremendous help, so she's yeah. been helping me to get it in, and we're really pretty much good. Now it's just like bull crap, like laundry, you know. I see, I see a broom in the back there. <laughs> You have been working. I see that. We've well, been getting that. like all the crust out the crevices, you know. So, yeah, I just I'm, I'm I'm kind of a surface cleaner every day. I'm like, let me just make sure it's all right when I leave the house. Yeah. So like, I but you know I'm really not good at I'm not good at like an overhaul because I'm like, eh. <laughs> it's serious around here, and especially when you got like a household of five people and at least two of them, even though they're not rug rats, rug rats, they're like real nasty. My two little ones is nasty. The other day I found like noodle juice on the, on the, on the window seal and the, on the floor. I'm like, why? Why is your Raymond noodle juice right here? Why? And nobody pick it up. No. You just going to like mom is not here so we don't really have to concern ourselves with that nonsense. Yeah, uh, fuck that. Yeah. I'm not about that life, okay? <laughs> get your shit before I have to get you together, okay? All right. Yeah. Yes. So, welcome back to another episode of Unapologetic. A Black Love Manifesto. Yes, 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 yes. And yes, today yes. we're going to be talking about politics. Yay! What's the politics. word on the streets? Yes, politics, justice, <laughs> black politics, black justice, all that. And about the community. That. You know, one of the things, I really want to talk about this whole thing with Ali's death, you know, that's yeah. been like percolating. Yeah. Um, but I just came across this post on Facebook, mm. and this post that I just came across was so like confirming of everything we already knew because basically it was some white people talking about how 
our founding fathers were very black. Like, a, like there were some black folks up in the mix that just don't get no credit, no shine, no love. Now, of course, we know some of the obvious candidates, like, you know, or players, I should say, like Frederick Douglass or right. Richard Allen, but they, like, highlighted so many other people, like, the, like, they were... tag me in that post. I will, I tagged you. I tagged okay. you already. I tagged you already. And I was, like, I was sitting there, like, devastated. Like, because it was, you know, talking about the black people that were in U, involved in U.S. Congress and, like, ben, Benjamin Banneker and, you know, so many... It was deep. It was deep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like we've been written out of history, right? Like, our history doesn't... Uh, like, we're not a part of American history unless it's in February, which is fucked up. Right. But, um, yeah, that... that um, I, we were watching Roots the other night, and my homie Tia, who's an amazing person and an organizer with um, the Black Alliance for Just Immigration, among other things, uh-huh. um, and she was saying, like, how come they're not doing a story about what Black folks were doing dur- during Reconstruction, right? Where right. We, we were in Congress, where right. we were senators, we were... And we were resisting, right? Like, where's the story of our resistance? What I really liked about this new roots, I think I said it last time, maybe, but that they really show that slaves were resisting all the time, right? right? Folks were not passive, and like, who, who, whoever thought we were passive? Right, right, right. The images have been so. Uh, geared to images and stories have been so geared toward the victim mentality. That's what victimization, but also like. You know, the slave who just kind of knew their place. And, and of course, slaves knew their place. But they were also, you know, they stayed on that grind, like, just right. Right. trying to resist all the time. So I I, uh, I really like that about this New Roots. So, you know what yeah. really, really captured my heart like that, too, was um, had you had a chance to check out Underground? Yo. So yo, okay, maybe I think I stopped around episode four or five, but please know it's so deep. It's like on the recording, ready to go because <laughs> yo, what? Yeah, yeah. I mean that. I like that show. I know. I don't know what the critique has been of it, and actually, I maybe don't give a fuck. But um, don't care. Uh, it's it just showing like the way that yes. It, I was um, like, that was me. That would have been me. Because I always say, no, if, no, really? I, yo, <laughs> if I would, yo, if, if, yo, everything about me, yo, back in, like, if I would have been, if I could bring myself to that conscious self, whoever was here when I was a slave back in the day, my reincarnated life or whatever, yeah. when I tell you I would have been such a rebel, I know I would have either been dead or up out of there. Because I, they would have had to give us free. None of that... <laughs> None of that. <laughs> it's so interesting. I don't. I. I. I mean. I don't know. I don't want to assume that I know Yo. what my. What I would have done. This person I that I am today. All the time. This person that I am today. I know I would have got in trouble because there's no way. It angers me so. There's no way that I. I would. I would have just. I would have probably just really been beat the hell down, whipped rape, brutalized, whatever, I would have died. Because there's no way I could have succumbed yeah. to that. No way. Yeah. I'm thinking about my um, my my own family in Guyana. 
who were obviously I'm many of right now. I'm hyped. I have to calm myself down because that just got me. <laughs> <laughs> I have to relax. It's my, not. It's not true right now. My um, ancestors in Guyana. So when slavery ended there, they got together with um, you know other families and they bought land mm. and they you know formed a town called Victoria. Wow. And it was like, you know, they were like, cause in a lot, you know, a lot of places people were, um, you know, they were freed and then they just kept working the land cause they, right. were, you know, they were trapped in, in, um, sharecropping. Right. Right. And my ancestors were like, nope. Like they had been able to one rent themselves out and save money. Um, during slavery, so they had monies to put together and buy land after slavery okay. that they could work on their own. So, you know, when I think about the kind of person I would have been then, like, I feel like I'm a hellraiser now, but I've had the benefit of not living in slavery. You know I what got I'm saying? You. Yeah. I mean, oh. it would have been harsh. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. that whole era, like, honestly, like, that whole era is, like, just wicked to me. Like, the way that they had to go about, you know, getting water and sustainability and, like, you know, washing clothes. Like, all the things that we take for granted right now. It was just a hard life altogether. But then, for somebody to be, like, seriously, like, we think we're in suppression, but that was, like... And we are. We are. We are. But that was, like... That was that was some next level shit. That was slavery. That's the thing. It's like I, you know, physical. Yeah. We were walking roots the other night. Somebody tweeted like, you know, they're thinking about when, when when you know when they're showing like all of the folks how families get torn apart. I think about people who are incarcerated. The same shit happens. You know, I think about like all the ways that like, you know, the criminal justice system and other systems just really control our freedom of movement. True. It, it's literally like, you know. Like it, now I mean, it's like it's, that mental slavery that's almost like if you're. But also physically, like. Yeah. We're locked up. Like literally, True. I don't know. Mass incarceration, it, right. Uh, jail yeah. and prison. Somebody tells you when to piss, somebody tells you when to eat, somebody right. tells you when to stand up, sleep, all that shit. That's. That I mean, is. It's, it's slavery anew, right? Right. So. It is it just uh, new just, slaves. Right, right. I mean, not to mention all the ways that, like, people got to work and get paid, like, you know, fucked up wages while they're locked up. Right. Right. So, right. Uh, I don't know. I want to, I don't know. I'm torn because I always want to say, oh, yeah, we've we've progressed. But then I'm like, in a lot of ways, we've, we like. We haven't. It's just reflux. the whips aren't out the same, you know, or the, or the, the way that they can talk. Well, I can't even say that because I was going to say the way that they can talk about it freely. But to be quite honest, when you got people getting punched at a damn Trump rally just because of the color of your skin, then that's like very evident of where we still right. are, which is right. crazy. Right, right, right. That's absolutely scary when you think about it, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, I think we said this before. I don't know if I said this before. I say it so much. I sound <laughs> record to my own self. Um, <laughs> I... I, you know, with Trump, I always think, oh, that you know, he he's not a politician. He's a businessman. He wants to make money. And you can tell when he says that shit that he says. Like, he don't believe half the shit he says, right? But... Yeah, I don't believe he believes the, that the shit. The true, true believers are his followers. And they're fucking terrifying. 
Yeah. Because they are unleashed, right? They're like, oh, you know, America's getting blacker and browner. We, we feel like we're losing some shit. Y'all ain't losing nothing, first of all. Right. Um, like, get but, over it. Right. But, you know, Trump has given them voice now and, and, and visibility in a way that they didn't necessarily have before. Or just the freedom to, like, amp and act crazy my thing is what is so freaking scary what is so intimidating what is so fearful about black and brown people i don't i don't get it like what is the problem i don't get it i don't know that it's us i think it's literally the like you know um the idea that (laughs) you know this phrase that everybody's repeating now like when you know when you have had privilege, equity mm. feels like oppression to you, right? So you mm. feel like you're losing some shit. Mm. Mm. And so that's what's terrifying. It's like, you know... Some shit that ain't even yours, though. That's the bullshit. P.S. P.P.S. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the bullshit. Right. It ain't even yours. Like, you, for so real? Get the fuck up off it, yeah. Really? Like, really? Oh, okay. But I think, you know, also, like, just... People with privilege don't want to give that shit up, right? I mean, I get it. I mean, you know, we all, we've we talked about being privileged and having yeah. to, you know, deal with that. You know, I know we've taken, like, exor- done exercises when the level of our privilege has been pointed out. And it's, like, real, really eye-opening. Like, wow, right. I didn't even know that I was living like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... It's deep. And and we've talked about, you know, what are we willing to give up? What are we willing to risk for the good fight? So it, it is real. It is real. Um I guess yeah. I guess what I struggle with that all the time, and I and I'ma say this because I think it parallels with a struggle I was recently having with transgender people. Mm-hmm. I guess it's somewhere in there, like just not really understanding the unknown and then feeling confused or curious about it, you know? But I guess for me, like, at this day and age, like, you know, granted, transgender people may have always been around. I'm assuming that they have. They've just had to live, like, very quiet lives or whatever. And I don't have anything against transgender people. Let me just say that. I don't. But in terms of my education level about Mm. what that means or, like, how does that work? I was very confused. Like, I just didn't get it. You know what I mean? And, like, now I feel like I'm starting to get new information that is, like, opening my mind where I'm like, oh, wow. And I'm just taking away all the labels and the crap, and I'm just saying they're just a human being. So when I think about the whole black and white struggle, I'm like, is this has been going on for some time. When can we get to the human shit already? Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, I'm... So, yes, in some ways. <laughs> I feel like, I, you know, for me, of course, we're all human, right? Like, right. That's, that's, you know, um, that's paramount, that's foundational. You know, the, the key thing for me is we are all human, but the key issue is that some people um, abuse power to control others, right? So, so I mean, that's, that's the essence of 
misogyny and sexism and racism and transphobia is is this this not just not that power is a bad thing, right. but it's been misused and abused by by people with power and privilege to to maintain it and to maintain resources. So for me, I'm like, yeah, we're all human, but some of you motherfuckers with privilege got to come up off that shit. Right. So like we can talk about humanity, but there needs to be you know equity, right? right. We need to right. actually talk about well, how are how are we going to get to like equal distribution or equitable distribution of resources, right? Where I get what I need and everybody else gets what they need. Because right now we're living in a state where, you know, you know, when I think about like the trans community, like Laverne Cox, yeah. who's like very famous and like Leith Ashley, I posted her, I mean sorry, not her, him up. Laith Ashley. Laith L-A-I-T-H yeah. Ashley is a transgender Male, I guess. Yo, when I tell you he's so fine, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Lord Jesus, come down now. Because I'm like, that is the finest man I have ever seen. Hey, Leigh. You heard me, Leigh. Because I was like, damn, you changed my mind. (laughs) You are stupid. But yeah, Laverne Laverne Cox is everything. and she's like such like she stays on the like you know trans women of color trans people of color yeah you know yeah uh, you know high levels of unemployment facing like abuse and death so she like she's really like clear about you know and and just a, a voice for like let's not forget that this shit is it's about you know, our transness, but it's also about our economics. It's also about our race. It's right. Like our equality. Right. Yeah. Well, more than equality, but the equity. Right. So what were we talking about? I don't remember. Equity, politics, community, people. Yeah. So like, oh, I, yeah. I was thinking about, um, you know, like, what's your, we talked about this a little bit. Like, what was your how would you say like what influenced your political formation like in, in terms of like what your political beliefs are your like beliefs about justice are you me <laughs> you you Jay. shut up Ebony you up. <laughs> cool. I swear about, like, when. I Wait swear when. like I really feel ignorant to it all um I feel like I'm just starting to mature in that area I feel like when I was very young, I really didn't give two flying New York bagels. And... <laughs> really? Two flying New York bagels? Really? <laughs> um, but, you know, as I've gone... And, you know, I think a lot of it is imposed by society. Like, you, as from a young person growing up in America, you quickly start to see the divide between, uh, you know, the Republicans, the Democrats... It's that, it's that whole, what do they call it? Uh, Ogle Galapi? What do they call it? Oligarchy? Oligarchy. They, what did yeah. I say? Ogle Galapi? Whatever. <laughs> 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 yes, oligarchy or whatever. But it's basically that. And I think I was just influenced by society. Not that I really had a chance to form my own opinion. And by the time those influences took place, like, it was just what it is. Like, it just seemed like that's where I fit. Honestly, I don't know where I fit with politics. I really don't. 
I know, I feel like often a lot of them are about some bullshit, and that is not really politics at all, but a, a, a popularity contest, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I never was, like, really riled up to, like, do anything spectacular when it came to politics, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, of course I was. Now... You know what was a a pretty impactful moment for me was mm. the Million Man March. Oh yeah, were you there? No, okay. but I was there. I bet you were there. <laughs> Talk about it. Tell me about it. Yeah, well, it was so weird. I have to say, because like I was um, in college. I want to. It was ninety five. I think. That's about right. So I was. I would have been a freshman. Shut up. In college. Um, I know. So <laughs> anyway, um, and you know, this like white girl who was in my dorm was like, "I want to go to the Million Man March." Now I wasn't smart enough to be like, "I'm not going with you," <laughs> but um, so we there we were. We went. Me and her. Me and this like white girl uh, with like the reddest, whitest, reddest hair and whitest skin ever. We were like, "La la la la," walking along, and it was you know it was fine i didn't hear a lot of the speeches Mm -hmm. but the whole like sort of black people in one place you know the vibe was 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 really um i think it was a good vibe yeah um there was a lot of like it was what intense or more positive more light no, it wasn't. It was. I didn't think it was intense. Okay. And, like it probably like intense, but like not in a negative way. Like okay. intense. Like oh my god, there's all these black people around. That's great. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was a lot of. I feel like I, I couldn't identify it as that at the time, but like you know, a lot of like these hotep motherfuckers who are like, "Hey sister, how you doing?" And like, <laughs> you, need, you need to be doing this, that, and the third. And I'm like, um, shut up. I'm glad you mentioned that. Actually, that was that was yeah. We'll talk about that in a minute. But go ahead. So, like I I liked it because it was like black. Um, but then there was all this like sort of condescending men talking to me and like I remember this one dude being like. I don't even remember what I was wearing, but like commenting on like I was maybe it was like a little bit too I was wearing something a little bit too revealing. And I was like, what the fuck? Who, who is you? Shut the fuck up. Who is what you? that got to do with us right here in this space? Right here. I don't know that you have to you feel like you have to police what the fuck I'm wearing. Shut up. So um yeah, yeah. but so yeah, I was there. Yeah. And that so it was it was interest it was an interesting vibe over there, I have to say. I'm glad you mentioned the conscious I put the air quotes conscious community <laughs> because actually growing up in Atlanta mm. that did play an impact on me somehow or influenced me somehow because I did go through a phase of dashiki wearing and um onks around the neck and you know yeah what did that mean to you then I don't know. I was Afrocentric, some bullshit. So, <laughs> like, whatever. I had the natural hair. My hair was up from 15 to, like, early 20s. You know, because I had Jay when I was, like, 21. So, like, 15 to, like, 
23. I wore my hair pretty, like, short, like yours. I had it blonde. I was, like, dashikied out. I was power to the people. Didn't even know what the fuck that meant. And, you know, wasn't eating pork. And, you know, I love the swine, okay? And I was <laughs> denying myself of all kind of, you know, pork shoulders and shit and bacon that I love. And, you know, it was ridiculous. And, and I mean, it's nice. Like, don't get me wrong. That's nice and all. I'm not downing nobody. If you want to do that, do that. But I didn't even know what that meant. You know what I mean? And it was just, like, a little too extreme for me, I think. And so, yeah, yeah. then I was like, okay, this is not all quite right for me. For me. Yeah. Yeah, and I do feel like people put it on as, like, a, um, some, some of it is, like, a look. I have a a good friend who's Rasta and he is like, he's always real mad to see people with, with, with dreadlocks. Cause he's like, Oh, it's like a fucking style for them. And like for him, you know, it's like your hair, it's sacred. It has all this meaning. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets real mad. He's like, that's just like fashion now. Like yeah. it's not in yeah. Yeah. terms of the meaning for, for him. He's like, the meaning is like kind of eh, whatever for yeah. people. So yeah, the appropriation I, I, is real. The appropriation is real. I get it. You know, it, it, it feels hurtful sometimes, you know. But, I mean, at the same time, it if we're talking about real inclusivity, then it's going to be some of that. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to blend sometimes. You're going to... I'm not saying all things. I'm not saying we can't have some things. Like, you know, but come on. Like, some things is going to be a little something-something. Yeah. So I guess I don't know I don't know what I'm saying right now I don't even know how I feel about this right now there's some bullshit just flying out my mouth whatever <laughs> cause when Rachel Dolezal came out I was conflicted as hell I was like wow were you? I was I was like I felt sorry for her cause I was like so I will say I think maybe we talked about this before but I will say that you know on her she is based, you know for me she's just like a crazy racist but <laughs> Um, like, I, that's the short hand. I don't, like, I don't have the energy to get into all of that shit, but, like, she's just a fucking racist, whatever. Uh, and, and, like, an entitled fucking white lady. That was, it was crazy. It was crazy. And I really felt bad for her. Like, however, I will say, I looked at her, and, like, you know, that, like, story came out on, like, a Friday night or something, or, like, a Thursday night, I remember. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know... Then everybody goes, they find, like, every, like, her social media profiles. Yo, yo. Or, like, everything. The memes she, were crazy. Yo. Girl. <laughs> so, let me just tell you. I was like, so I'm watching this, and I'm like, clearly she needs to be taken down. She's yeah. a crazy racist. Yeah. Right? Um, but then I was like, you know what? Like, so they're, like, literally people were, like, taking lines from her her bio up on the website where she worked and, you know, she like was chair of the NACP, all this stuff. And they line by line, like scrutinizing everything. I was yeah, like, man. Yeah. But thought, and again, this is zero, I have zero defense for her because she is ridiculous. <laughs> but, however, I did think, damn, you know what? Whose profiles on social media could withstand that kind of scrutiny because I say plenty of dumb shit on social media I'm, all this I'm saying I'm saying you know I, I you, in that regard. you know what it was I think I caught an interview and she was like but y'all don't know me 
And no, I was we like, do. We do know you. Like, we do know you. We know, exa- we know exactly what you're about. I just you thought, know, I just I thought, look. You thought she could do what the fuck she I thought was. it was crazy as hell. I thought it was the most insane shit I had ever seen in my life. But at the same token, I know we are a beautiful people. So why wouldn't you want to be like us? And I was no. like, if you're going that hard that you will deny your own parents and say that they fucking adopted you, then girl. Yeah. <laughs> no. You, you're being, your, your take is extremely generous, Ebony, because she was just one more entitled I think I was more it. mad about it when it came out, and now I'm just like, fuck it. Like, what you eat oh, don't make me shit. It. So... Oh, my homie said it to me, like, my homegirl who um, is Latina, actually, Afro-Latina, texted me, was like, mad texted me when that was happening. She was like, what the hell? And she's like, I think I was so, angry when it came out. Yeah. This sister who t- was talking to me it, um, her name is Shirley. She um, she's an academic. She's getting her PhD. She was like, "Girl, I need to talk to you about this Rachel Dole's all day." <laughs> Basically, so you know, this woman went to Rachel Dole's all went to Howard, right? And so my homegirl was like, "Yo, who the fuck is she? She's like taking a black, like an actual black woman spot." Now, see, that's when the con- that's when when you start getting mad about shit because I think too with the positioning that she had at NAACP and like all of that, they were like, "Well, would you have like that's where somebody else could be?" But you know, when you got people like. Frederick Douglass, see, this is one of the things that came out on that post that you should go back to, because Frederick Douglass is one of the teachers that talks about, like, you know, just, like, we shouldn't be getting extra, like, privilege or, or, like, getting extra benefits just because we are black and brown people. Like, we should just be looked at. You're right. We shouldn't be getting extra benefits. We should be getting more benefits. We should be getting all the fucking benefits. Because y'all owe us some some reparation. Oh, when I when somebody's like, oh, you didn't get to work on time, you didn't do this on time, you didn't do that on time, I'm like, what? You like, give me a pass. <laughs> a pass. <laughs> I have to work again. <laughs> you like, did not my people build this country? Fuck Girl, that. I was, I was grading. I was doing grades the other night when I was watching after after I started after, after I started watching Roots, and I was like, you know what? I don't ever want to have to work again. Like I, you, I you really don't. Me. You owe me. I really don't. And, and further, like you know, black women get paid less. Yeah, you got younger. Yes. So, like, and you I'm, know what? I'm I do feel some it. type of way about the whole DNA trauma, like that whole thing. I mean, I know that's another episode, but like speaking to your point of dying younger, you know, our children's birth rates are impacted. Our health is impacted. You know, right. all of those things are still present in our genes. Because I'm telling you, girl, I can't get on nobody ocean. I mean, I like to die when I went scuba diving, girl. <laughs> I like to die. I was like, y'all don't get me out of here, okay? This transatlantic, I can't do it. I can't get me out of here, okay? I felt everything coming back through my veins. <laughs> through the ancestors. Yes. They okay. was like, get me off the water. No, not supposed to be here. So, you know, yeah, I feel it. I feel it, but... I don't know. I'm the type of one of those people. I forgive. I'm, I'm always talking about be slow to anger, quick to forgive. You know, I don't know how well I practice that, but I, I try, you know? Yeah, right? And, like, some of this shit angers me at the time, but 
No. Once I settle down, I'm just like, whatever. I don't I'm mad. I'm, I'm mad. But also, like, my job is, like... To stay ex- mad? <laughs> yeah, basically, no. But, <laughs> but my job is, like, doing racial justice work. So, yeah. like, I, I kind of, like, you know... Can't I wake up in a state yet. of just agitation all the time with, like, you know, this shit's just... The, the inequality is just so... It's, like, rabid. It's everywhere, yeah. right? And I just... I can't, I, I'm, I don't know how to come to terms with that. I can, I've stopped trying. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't want like the rage to like eat me alive. Yeah. But I also, you know, I don't, I don't think I was ever apathetic, but I just don't, I don't want to feel okay about it. Cause it's I, I usually don't feel okay about it. To be honest with you, where I usually, to be honest about it, where I usually feel the most conflict or when I start getting the most angered is, you know, my husband is Puerto Rican. And one of the crazy, like, we get into it all the time, okay? All the time, because he has some really interesting viewpoints that I have to check the shit out of his ass about. <laughs> Let me get you together real quick, okay? Because <laughs> you got a black wife if you ain't know. Boo-boo, okay? <laughs> so, like, one of the things was when I was, like, I went through this phase where, I mean, I was wearing weaves because of me. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I wanted. I grew up in Atlanta. It was like a, you know, it's like big hair down there, whatever. But then, you know, I I found at one point that I was also wearing it to appease him because I got this Puerto Rican and they call him a white Hispanic male, which I didn't find out until an episode of First 48. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, I don't know if that would have went down had I known that prior but so you're like, are you looking at him like... Yo, I'm telling you, we was watching the episode of First 48. They had the suspect on the... They was doing like a, a you know, a, a, they was talking about the suspect. They said, and the guy looked like Jesus. And they're like, oh, we got a white Hispanic male. I looked at him, I swear to God. I was like, oh my God! You're a white Hispanic male? <laughs> what? I was like, what did this happen? I thought you was a black Hispanic male. You're so stupid. What was he like? Uh, he, he was devastated. Know? He was devastated. And then we encountered it again when we brought our house because I had to curse the loan officer out because this motherfucker just gonna go ahead and put on our application that my husband is a white Hispanic male. He had never met Jesus. He was just doing it by his ID. I was like, dude, how, what if my husband identifies by a black Hispanic male? He was like, oh, that's just what we put down. That's what we got to put down. I was like, oh, hell to the night. I be having a problem, okay? And his mom is like only a shade or two lighter than me. So I'm like, don't play with me. He is a black Hispanic male. That's what he is. But anyway, I don't even know why I started this conversation. I I think I was talking about my hair situation. So when I first, yeah, you said you were wearing weaves before. I was wearing weaves and I, and then I started realizing that I was kind of doing it to impress him or to like keep up with the Boricuas or the Latinas or whatever. And then I was like, fuck that shit. It's a lot of work, honey. You know, (laughs) this is a lot. I was like, and I really need to show my daughters that they need to love themselves the way that God made them the way that their hair grows naturally out of their head it's not about this so i went and cut my hair girl when i tell you he was devastated for like a minute he was going through it like how would do that and what is it doing and oh my well is it going to grow 
It's what I was like, boy, you about to get a divorce. You better watch your mouth, okay? <laughs> but now he's he's good. Now he be playing in it, he be squeezing it, he oil it for me, you know what I'm saying? He do all that right now. But girl, it was a struggle. He was so hurt when I cut my hair. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, because I used to have hair, like a lot of hair. Okay. Do you remember? Yeah, your fro was massive. Your fro was massive. Longer than that, too. And so when I cut it, my grandmother was like, yeah. She's like, you're, like literally to this day, she'll be like, okay, well, if you go get it cut, you know, you need to bring bring me the strand so I can put it on my head. Really? <laughs> but, um, um, I was like, it's just hair. It's, yeah, it's not that but serious. You know, I mean, it's just not that serious. You know, India Irie came out with that song those years ago, I Am Not My Hair. Right. But I beg to differ. I am really? my hair. I am. I am. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I am. Because you know why? Since I've reverted back to my natural hair, it has given me a sense of freedom Mm-hmm. and sexiness and power or empowerment that I didn't necessarily feel when I was rocking the fake shit. So I am my hair, boo. Res- put some respect on it. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like I only ever cut my... Well, I cut my hair initially when I was like... When I graduated from college because I just didn't want the burden of it. I it felt like, oh, it's a lot of shit to, like, it's a yeah. lot of product. You know, I'm cheap and lazy. It's like a bad combo. So, mm-hmm. and then that's <laughs> You did say that because you was like, if it grows, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> right now, it's long. Like, I'm about to go get a shape this weekend. I got gotcha. But I don't, I feel like it's, I know there's, like, the natural hair movement. Oh, my God. But, um. People do I'm, judge you by your hair. I know that was her the sure. intent behind the behind the the whole song that people sure. are judging you for your hair and they shouldn't be but you know yeah but they're going to, they're going to anyway people are going to do that anyway so yeah judge me because I'm a powerful bitch and my shit looks good okay i look like a queen that's true. recognized okay that's true. yes that's true. yes yeah work work, work. Work. Yes. So I ain't mad about it. Yeah, I ain't you're, mad. You're pretty far afield here from we started in politics. Well, in, in there, in the wheelhouse, in yes, there, in, the in there. So what's up? What what's been going on? Have you had any emotions around Ali's death? Uh, you know, the only thing I I thought, yeah, I thought a lot of things about it, but you know, I was um, I was just kind of I, like I always am, even before his death, lamenting how like you know, so he was at the top of his career. And he um, decided that he didn't want to go, he, he wasn't going to get drafted because he was going to be a conscientious objector. Right. And, you know, that cost him a lot, right? Three some three or four years in his prime where he couldn't work. Yeah. Um, and I just was thinking, wow, that's like, you know, what celebrity does anything of even comparable or, or even None. getting near that kind None. of... None. None. I was listening to one of the playbacks of a of a talk he had given, and you know he loved to pop his shit and whatnot. And he was like, he was like, what's and he said that he was like, what celebrity you know is at my level that is talking about the issues that affect our people? That's doing this, that's doing that. He was like, so that's my job. He was like, and I don't care who don't like it, and I don't care. He was like so 
bold and radical and yeah I just love him for that I really do I love him for that he he really spoke what he believed in you know and that was like awesome yeah I I agree and you know you know people are saying like oh well like it's I know people have said to me like oh you can't have the same expectation of somebody like Ali as you you know you can't you can't expect um, the Derek Jeters and the Beyonce. Why not? Why not? Why not? Good question. Oh, well, because, you know, we're in different circumstances and so? capitalism is more, like, you know, entrenched than before. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. But, so? um, that's a motion. Gonna take a risk or a motherfucker going to take a risk, right? That's like, a motion. So I don't... Yes, and, like, they've got a shit ton more money than he ever could even dream That's of. what I'm saying. Like, they're at a level where... They have enough money, resources, clout, whatever, that they can literally do whatever they want to do right now. I mean, I guess in part, that's what we're seeing a little bit of what Beyonce is trying to do. But I, I mean, I don't mean, I don't know. Like, you can't say nothing bad about Beyonce or the people come for you, but. Um, that's why I'm guarding myself, because, you know, we too new for the beehive to be on attack. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I do. I do you know, love me, but, speak. you know, hey, yeah. It's not, so it's not, so there's this, it's not her, right? Like, no, it's, I don't think it's her. It's, it's this system. And it's a lot that we don't see. It's, it's a lot we don't see. I do believe that. Yeah. Sure. L- let's say I agree with that, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There was this great article that my homie um, Monica sent me the other day about, like, you know, so they, Beyonce has this, like, clothing line, and they accuse her of, like, or her company, I guess, of um, um, using, basically, slave labor to make the line. Oh. And, you know. It's a yes. line named after a daughter. Yeah, I saw, like, an ad right. for it. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, yeah, probably. But also, like, you know, the shit that me and you buy in the store. The, like, let's not play. Is what enables, you know, slavery to happen and, right. and our, our like, we don't buy shit for cheap unless it's made cheaply, right? Like, nope. and that means, like, nope. enslaving people ultimately to make it. So right. I'm not, like, I'm not letting Beyonce off the hook, but I'm also not, like, saying that, you know... Overcritical, she, like... Well, yeah. also that, like, I, I, she's the only one that needs to be indicted. I indict my own self, right. you know, right. for, 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 for perpetuating the system, too. She's one you know, one person in the system that's perpetuating. Granted, she's got more power and money than me, right, but, right. like, I'm, st- I'm still responsible, too, right? So yeah. I'm not, like, yeah. I'm not branding her in a way that I don't make myself responsible to some degree as well. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Exactly. I get it. I get it. I definitely get that. Yeah, because there's a lot of celebrity... I mean, they make small strides, because, you know, you saw, like, Kendrick Lamar come out on the Grammys, and he made a stance with, like, what he was doing... So it's like small waves, but really, truly, like, I think that it it takes, it's not necessarily on the entertainment community to own that space as much as it is, like, the grassroots efforts. So, Absolutely. So I'm not looking to Beyonce or Jay-Z or Kendrick Lamar or any damn body else to, like, be our salvation. They have a platform. Right, right. Like, you know, like... If you're going to speak, I'd like you to, you know, make a fucking effort, try to be responsible, try to and try to learn from the grassroots, like try to connect yourself to people who are doing shit. Yeah. Um, or um, my my 
favorite thing would be if they all just shut the fuck up about it. Like, I don't, I don't know that we need you. <laughs> How about you just stay in your lane? How about that? <laughs> That's super fucked up of me to say, and like people dog me for that. But like sometimes, like I feel like, oh, there's just like you know, Snoop Dogg came out and said some ill shit about fucking about roots. Like, why are we making this again, Snoop? Really, Snoop? Please shut your mouth. Please shut like, the hell. Like go smoke a blunt. Arm, so please, shut the fuck up. Please go smoke a blunt and chill the fuck out. Okay. Thank you, Uncle Snoop. Didn't need that feedback. Thank you. Yeah. Come on. Come on. All right. So. Well, I think. Uh, yeah. Can I just say your collarbones are lovely. <laughs> 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 I don't even know what you're talking about right now, Ebony. I really I was I don't like, know. oh, you know, collarbones are a thing. You must honor them, okay? They are yes. They that is very Who yeah. said they're a thing? My you're cousin, talking. my big cousin, she told me when I was getting married, y'all, she was like, Girl, you better have your collarbones out. I was like, uh oh. Okay. When you put that little dainty necklace on there, so you know, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't know collarbones were a thing. I just thought they were part of your body. That was it. Yeah. So Okay, well thank you. If, yeah. they, if they're a thing. They look lovely. Lovely. Mm-hmm. I, I told you I like greased them up before because I, I just got out of you the You got pool. that glow. When you got that glow, your soul will glow. Okay, that is not the song from The Last Dragon, but it makes me feel that way. <laughs> okay i don't think we got to like every every everything but um we kind of talked around i think we political, did good. political world um yeah we want to hear people's comments and i want to um you know i want them to give us feedback because that that's going to help us in our in our work yeah so uh thank you for being with us today thank y'all for listening and if y'all want to hear more please subscribe right here on itunes or soundcloud wherever you're listening and also you can find us at ublm.weebly.com that is ublm.weebly.com i think i spelled that right (laughs) and janice where can they find us on social media um they can find us at uh ubl oh no Unapologetic BLM. Right. <laughs> unapologetic. So tweet at us, tweet at us at unapologetic BLM. Um, but then keep it respectful because we will have to shut your ass down if you don't. Yes. And then just find us on Facebook where we're going to also um, be hosting discussions and um, posting new episodes. New so episode. un- find us on Facebook and Twitter at unapologetic BLM. Yes. So thank you so much for joining us today. Jay, it's been good talking to you. Always good talking to you, Ev. So we'll catch up next time. Bye. Bye. Unapologetic. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to Unapologetic, a Black Love Manifesto with your host, Ev and Jay. To keep up with this shameless duo, all their rants, insights, and interviews, please be sure to follow or subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes now. And of course, they want to hear from you. So hit them up at ublm.weebly.com to share your questions or feedback. You can also find them on FB, Twitter, and Insta at UnapologeticBLM. Until next time, live life bold, free, and unapologetically. Peace. This has been a Black Lady Podcast production. All views expressed are individually owned. Unapologetic.